Welcome to Live from Lockdown. Zach and Dom keeping your company in self-isolation. I'm at my house, Dom's at his, and it's just gone 10.18 in the morning, which means, unfortunately, guys, I understand if you want to tune out now, go find another podcast because... Judging by previous weeks, mm. this may not be a good one. It's morning, Dom. You got morning, Dom, with you here. Hey, but I'm feeling good this morning because I've been up for half an hour, maybe 45 minutes, uh, and I'm feeling okay. I'm feeling good. So I think this might be afternoon, Dom, in the morning. But, you know, we'll wait and see. On the podcast today, we are finally getting to Dom's viral meme idea yeah. i believe a couple of people have sent through uh, mock-ups of the meme that dom pitched a few podcasts ago mm. have we got any more dom or are we still at the two uh we're at two spectacular memes that have been sent through so um well, hang on what's yeah. the qualifi- qualification there so what's the mm. total number of memes Oh, sorry, we're, we're two spectacular people have sent memes through, is what I was saying. So we're still at two. Well, no, you were trying to turn two into a negative there, as if we haven't got any more. Oh. And what I'm doing is I'm trying to twist it into a positive, because I think the fact that two brilliant people took time out of their day to make memes, for me, is pretty spectacular. And they've done a great job, Before- too. Before we get to those memes, Dom, masks have been in the news the last couple of days. Mm. Yeah. Uh, we laughed at America. Yeah. We said, oh, ha, ha, ha. those Americans not wanting to wear their masks. Mm. Then when it comes down under and we get the uh, the recommendation to put masks on, mm. we're seeing the same thing here. Maybe not to the same extent, but there are a lot of people who don't want to wear a mask. What's going on? It's all going on down in Melbourne. I don't, we're not, are we, we're not masked up here yet, are we? That's not been a government no, suggestion. No, but I'm thinking it might come. Yeah. I'm thinking, should I get ready? Where am I getting masks from? Yeah, it's a good question. Uh, have you worn one of these sort of surgical masks before? I have painting masks mm. from when I made a video about Stefan's Needle, anti-vaxxers being against Stefan's Needle. Sure. I bought, uh, as a, you know, a joke, I bought these painting masks. That was late last year. And then I wore them for some COVID videos. Yeah earlier this year and everyone was like seriously asking me where did you get the mask where did you get the mask <laughs> and i was like oh are they in short supply are they this is yeah. like just before the kind of boom yeah they were they were with the and hand so sanitizer. i have probably half a dozen i have half a dozen painting masks i think they do the job but i think i'd go through those pretty quickly if i was using them for the proper per, uh, purpose i i don't think they do i don't like i'm pretty sure they don't do the job no there was a lot of talk about this early on you need a, sp- a particular type of of mask to be able to to filter everything out, I think is correct. It's an interesting one though. I I when you go to get COVID tested, as I had to get a couple of weeks ago, when you walk in, they give you a mask. Like there's a mask to pick up off the table that you put on. I actually found it kind of comfortable. Like I I don't like understand. It. Well, I don't really get what the the hype is. I mean, I guess if you're eating, that's going to be difficult to to work that in with the mask. But I like I don't it wasn't as if it was a particular imposition. Like if we had to wear sunglasses altogether for this virus, I'd find that really difficult. Why is that? You know I hate wearing glasses generally because I have a sensitive upper nose. I didn't know that. I've told you this before, haven't I? I have a real the bridge of my nose is really sensitive and I can't wear glasses more than ten minutes. Mm. So it's just What's what what described the feeling for me? Uh, oh, that's a good question. So, okay, you know where the, the middle bit of the glasses sits on your nose? 
and when I put that on initially, fine, mm. generally fine. But then it's like somewhere between like pain and almost like someone's just touching the back of your neck in, with mm. just slightly too much pressure. It's like that kind of discomfort feeling you might get in that just when I have the glasses maybe, on. Maybe the glasses don't fit. That I've, seems more likely than a no, sensitive upper nose. I've had a lot of different pairs of sunglasses. Um, I, are you going to suggest I'm in denial about my head size? <laughs> is that where this well, is going? Well, there could be a denial of some type of size because yeah. I think the idea, if I'm looking on paper and I go, so mm. you're discomfortable, uh, you're uncomfortable wearing uh, sunglasses. Mm. Uh, that seems to be that there's a bit of a pinching going on. Yeah. And if your options are maybe the sizing is wrong, or I have mm. a sensitive upper nose. No, okay. I would, I would probably think that maybe it's a sizing issue. Would be my first port of call. Now, if you've investigated sizing before, yeah. if you've looked at getting uh, glasses properly sized to your face, mm. and it still happens, then I'm happy to hear that you've got a sensitive well, upper nose. I'm just thinking, how did you come to the conclusion that you have a sensitive upper nose? I don't think that's the most obvious outcome. Let me show you this. So I've got a pen here. I'm going to put the pen, rest the pen on the bridge of my nose here. And I, I can hold that there for like, um, here we go. This is about 10 seconds I'm holding it there for. And I can start to feel that sense of discomfort of having something sitting on my nose. Yes, because you've got a pen sticking on your nose. <laughs> I don't, but this is my point. It's you're holding, sensation. you're holding, you're holding a pen. Yeah. Like, that's not where pens are meant to no, go. I, yes, I, you are. You have nerves on your nose. You are mm. going to feel something. Yeah. Oh no, I, I, I have just found every pair of glasses I've ever put on. I don't know. It just gives me a bit of a weird sensation and stuff on the nose. People have these things. That's not unusual. Do they? What's yes. another one? Another one. Okay, people who can't stand the sound of people eating loudly, like actually on a really visceral level, can't stand it. That's another and one. You think you think yours is that you've got a sensitive upper nose? Yeah, I got a really sensitive upper nose. I don't know if like the skin there is different to other skin, or if I injured it when I was really young. But my upper nose is really sensitive. But you know, when you say I don't know if the skin's there different, like mm. people just don't have, it, like your the distribution of nerves in your body isn't random. <laughs> it's not like I know. It's not like oh, I don't know what it is. It's just my left earlobe. Yeah. Just if you touch it, it it gives me crippling pain. I think what I'm describing right now is remarkably common. I could be wrong. Please get in touch if you have a sense. Well, I mean, how how often do you think people wear glasses? Like, how, what portion of the population? I think quite a large portion yes. would wear reading glasses. I think an even larger portion would wear sunglasses. Well, but you've avoided it because of your sensitive nose. I have a friend who needs glasses, reading glasses. And now exclusively wears contacts, not because they're easier or look different, but because they have a sensitive upper nose. No, I understand people would find glasses uncomfortable. We're not talking about that. Yeah. Because lots of people will take their glasses off after wearing them for a long time mm. and kind of rub their nose and go, geez, I've yeah. had these on for hours. Yeah. We're talking about someone who cannot wear them for a matter of minutes because of the <laughs> discomfort. Ten minutes. Mm. I, I can... Have you looked into the fact that maybe your nose is larger than normal? Oh, okay. I'm saying, have you looked into well, it? I'm not saying that's the Spin up the wheel. The spin up the wheel. We got another insecurity that Zach's trying to give to me. <laughs> Let's add another what? physical what? insecurity what? to the list. Big, what, head, big head for years. <laughs> funny. Well, well, let's go through them. Dom has a big head. Dom walks in a funny way. What's another one I could add in? What about the size of his nose? I bet he's never thought about that before. I haven't. I've never thought about the size of my You've nose. Never thought about that. So you don't be shocked. You're wearing glasses. Yeah. Next glasses. Yes. Next glasses. This is so weird. The conclusion that you come to is every glasses is wrong. Yeah. 
Every glasses I pick up are the wrong size and the problem is with the glasses. Whereas the only consistent thing mm. is your face. Yes, I have a sensitive upper nose. It's not a bigger nose, it's just sensitive upper. I'm not saying it's bigger. I'm saying, mm. have you looked into it? No, I haven't looked into it because that's never been something I've even thought of as an option before. So thanks. I'll now I'll now mull on that for forty to fifty years, probably. Well, why would you need to mull on it? Because this wasn't. See, this is the thing, though. Mm. I'm not saying your nose looks big. I'm only reacting to yeah. the information that I'm given that someone is wearing lots of glasses mm. and none of them fit their face. I think a fine conclusion is maybe you should look at whether they fit your face. Yeah. I don't think that I'm saying, oh, you've got a big nose. I've, I'm not saying you have a big nose. I'm not saying that I've ever noticed you have a big nose. Mm. Have you? I'm saying that that's an option. Have you though? No. There we go. Okay. Well, I feel my insecurity is gone now and I can address the question objectively. Uh, I don't think that's the reason. I don't. I just, I honestly think it's just sensitive upper nose. And I know you don't think that's a legitimate like thing, but I, I've not Googled it before. I've not gone to see the doctor about it before, but I reckon that's pretty common. I think there'd be a hell of a lot of people who'd say, oh, I get a weird little tickle funny feeling when I wear glasses too long. To the point that I can't do it. I didn't say I can't do it. I just said I'd rather wear a mask than wear glasses because there's no well, sense in that. Masks. Let's hope that sunglasses don't get enforced yeah. by law. That's what the, I think the issue is. You asked what the issue is. Uh, mm. It's not the discomfort. It sounds like I, I read a statement from a Byron Bay-based musician yeah. who's spoken out against the enforcement of masks. Mm. And I think maybe this is the issue in America as well. People don't want to be forced to do it. They don't want it to be a law. They don't want to get fined if they don't. This person made the distinction between... Um, they said... They said, I'm not against masks. I'm against having to wear them. What do you think about that? Do you think it's okay to enforce people to wear masks for public safety? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, we enforce people if you're going to drive a car that you've got to have a seatbelt on. We enforce people things like this because it's for public safety. You know, we enforce when you're driving your car that you have to stay between the lanes. That's the law. So that you don't... No, that's an infringement cars. of my rights. I'm in favour of staying between the lanes. I just don't want to be made to do it. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But like, what, what's the argument? Like, why... But it's for health. I think... Yeah, well, because people... You're, I think you're right pointing out... I think people get upset when there's changes. Mm. And they don't realise that there's other situations where we've been doing this for ages. You know, as you said, what did you say? Seatbelts in cars, wearing helmets on bikes, even back into primary school. No yeah. hat, no play. Yeah. You were made to wear a hat. Yeah, it's a good point. It's a good point. And uh, there was no more severe punishment than no play. Like Maybe we, that's <laughs> what we should bring in now. Let's kind of like forget the fines. Yeah. No mask, no play. Well, that's, that would be the much, much harsher punishment if they keep you in when all your... That's what they do. That's what the government should start doing as punishments. Organise a fun gathering for all of your friends and mm. then make sure you're not allowed to go. Instead of self-isolation, you have to isolate in a classroom with your teacher. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's, that's good. That's a great idea. I mean, we, we've got potential here. I think that works. What, what about you? You're in favour of masks? You're on board with masks? Of course. Yeah. Of course. Okay. Anything it's to help yourself, mm. to help your loved ones, to help strangers around you. Yeah. It's a win. There's no downsides. What's what's the downside? You are slightly uncomfortable when you're outside for a few weeks. This is why I did go and get COVID tested because I feel like we're in the middle. You're of a hero. Well, 
No, but we're in the middle of our news. That's what I feel like where you're I feel like where this conversation is getting pushed. No, no, no. Less I'm a hero and more I don't want to be a villain. Right? Because this is the right. thing. This is what I'm talking about. Is imagine because I was about to go up to Montville on a holiday, the Sunshine Coast Hinterland. I'd be driving around to see friends or whatever else, and I just it hit me one day, like the day before I went to get COVID tested. What if I don't get tested and I then find out I, I have the disease and I have to meet with the contact tracers? And they have to go through. They're like, okay, so you drove 150 kilometers to the hinterland. Why did you then drive 70 kilometers to the beach of the Sunshine Coast? And I have to tell them I did that to get an acai bowl. Do you know what I mean? It's just not going to be great. What do you think about the controversy that's been around? Speaking of just, let's just cover off a few COVID yeah, controversies. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, rich people not having to self-isolate in hotels. Yeah, that's a weird one. That was uh, Danny Minogue, was it? Danny Minogue and I just saw, I think it was yesterday, the Kidmans, Nicole and, um, mm. well, what's his face? What's his name? Keith. Who's Nicole Kidman married to? Keith Urban and Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Yeah, they uh, they don't have to self-isolate in a hotel. They're going to self-isolate privately. Are Nicole and Keith back in Australia? Oh, apparently. According to this headline I read. Well, that's a big boost for public morale to have them back. Um, they might be near us because Keith, Keith's a Kabulja boy. Who knows? Mm, anyway. Maybe. Um, oh, look, it's an interesting one. I understand how it looks like double standards, um, I guess, because it is. But I, I wonder if there's a little more accountability with people that big, because if Nicole Kidman goes out on the street, someone's going to capture her doing it. So my understanding is you still have to uphold quite a stringent mm. um, health protocol. So you have to prove... Every, anyone has the option to isolate privately. Yeah. But you have to prove that you can do it to the standards that are in the hotel. So you have to hire a third-party company, apparently. Right. You have to hire security. You have to hire a whole lot of different things. Sure. Which is a very expensive process. So I think it's more the fact that if you have money, you're able to do it. Right. And it's an option open to anyone. Um, but for most people, that isn't an option. And therefore, it actually opens quite an interesting dynamic mm. in which if you have money, isn't it your responsibility to do it privately because you're relieving yeah. public money? It's an interesting so you're, point. You know, so if you have the means mm. to do it privately, why wouldn't it be better that you don't take up a hotel room that could be used for someone who doesn't have the money? Yeah. That's a good point. I mean, this is what we do on this podcast. We defend the rich. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a passion point of ours because the rich get a hard time too often. But I do, mm, I'm I, always saying that. Yeah. <laughs> They've got it hard. But in, in principle, I do agree with you. And it is interesting that these scandals, because I, I remember seeing all the clips of the, the breakfast TV shows going off at Danny Minogue. You know, how come Danny Minogue gets a, a special treatment? But it's a completely fair point. Like, Danny Minogue is actually saving taxpayer money. Danny Minogue well, could rebrand this as a hero. Well, I would imagine isn't she, she is. She? <laughs> I'd imagine she is by paying for it all herself. Somewhere That's probably not a very popular opinion. Yeah. Also, it's not a very popular... See, see, you can take us into the behind the scenes here, Dom. You've got yeah. a journalism degree. I imagine when you go to put the news together, what mm. sounds better? Yeah, I hear what you're saying. What are going to get people more fired up? But the, the thing is, though, that I don't think... I'm pretty sure that controversy to my memory started on Breakfast TV. And Breakfast TV has a newsy element, but they also ask the presenters to have an opinion, you know? 
come on, Koshy, have an opinion. And that's the thing is you've got to have a lot of opinions every morning. If you ever watch those shows, you really have to have a lot of opinions or the thing doesn't work. So, you know, when, when someone says Danny Minogue's coming and she's not going to have to self-isolate in a hotel, she can ha- hire her own facility. If you say, well, I guess that's those taxpayer dollars, that's fair enough, the conversation's done. Whereas if you say, how come the rich get special treatment? That's three guests you can get to explain it. That's, that's 45 minutes of the show. This might be... I'm not defending rich people by any means. What I'm saying is... Is this new information? Mm. So everyone goes, well, it's different rules for the rich, isn't it? Is it news that life, some things in life are more comfortable for yeah. people who have a lot of money? We all know that, don't we? <laughs> yeah. when, when you go onto a plane and yeah. you're walking all the way down the back to economy and you walk through first class mm. and you go, geez, it looks a lot more comfortable up here. See, that's not news to anyone. We all know that if you have more money, yeah. you're going to be able to do things to a certain level of comfort. And obviously, Is that fair? Well, that's a broader discussion. We the have... distribution of wealth in society. Yes. But yes. I'm, not, I'm not commenting on that. I'm saying, is this news? Yeah, in the current setup we have, should we overhaul the setup? Potentially. Park that discussion. That's, for, that's probably not our, our purview. But in the current setup, this shouldn't be a surprise. I agree well, with you not? on that. Why can't we comment on it? Well, we can if you want. <laughs> Do you want to comment on it? We're going to go there. We need to uh, regain the means of production. What? And this launches my manifesto. <laughs> Been self-isolated for a while, guys. I'm getting deep in Marxist theology. Theology? Yeah. Philosophy? Whatever it is. It's, uh, it, I've heard all this because, as you know, my brother is a member of the Communist I know. Party. I actually, why it's top of mind is I saw your brother commenting on things this morning. <laughs> yeah, sure. And he, he, every time I see him, every time, and it hasn't been for a while because he does It was something about state. the work is, uh, the work is uh, you know, collectively mm. bargaining, I think. Yeah, I think it was a union thing. He does make a compelling case. He does make a compelling case every time I talk to him. I feel and like is I'm it about often? to sign Like up. when he brings up, like when he, yeah. like is it? Does he do a pitch on you every time to join the Communist Party? Yeah, just about. I'll, I'll, I'll ask. I'll, I'll, it's been probably four. Okay, or five how are the commies going? <laughs> is commies a slur? Is, um, <laughs> I don't is that know. are they? Um, is that <laughs> is that not okay to say? I I don't know, but I'll ask him because I think there was a bit of a split in the branch. Is what I heard that some of them wanted to be a different kind of. Communist That's why I others. follow him. That's why I follow him. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, right. There's um. There's not. Why I follow him, but it's why I'm interested in it. <laughs> yeah, it seems to be that there's like a Victorian Socialist Party <laughs> yes. and the Victorian Party of Socialists, <laughs> yes. and they yeah. seem to be at war with each other. <laughs> and yeah. they're always trying to distance themselves from the other ones. Yeah, it's very. I, I can't really understand it because I remember saying, "Oh, Ash, you're still you're still in the Communist Party you were part of, aren't you?" And he looked at me like I had just said the most offensive thing possible. <laughs> Because apparently that something happened. I don't really know. It was a it was an ideological split, and I, I, I respect like I I respect him for being so passionate about this because it it does relate to the way people live and and equality in the world, and that is absolutely fair. But I'll just say that there is elements of it which it does sound like I'm at a you know you know like when you'll have people from different religions or cults or sects or whatever, and they'll like sit by the mall in the city and they'll try to mm. give you the, the propaganda. Sometimes it feels like we're bordering on that territory when I have these chats with Ash. Just yeah, sometimes. I mean, we have, uh, you know, economics, mm. one people get passionate about, religion mm. and Tupperware. I think those are the <laughs> three big ones. 
<laughs> that people get very evangelical about. Yeah, yeah, and no, completely. So, I mean, I, I don't, I don't really understand what's going on there. I will say, every time I talk to Ash, by the end, I'm just about ready to sign up. Um, and then where the, do I sign? And then the next morning, I'll wake up in a daze and I'll think, "What happened last night? Mm. What did I you're, sign up to something?" Instead of a werewolf, you're like a were socialist. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh my goodness, what did I do last night? Well, I've said this before. I think, like, I, I, I at a core level, the idea of communism is pretty brilliant. But I, I think it would be day one in the factory when I would see someone next to me, or more specifically, you would see me slacking off next to you. And, and no- I'd be like, come on, comrade. <laughs> yeah. Let's keep at it. We're all working towards a collective good. No, but, the, you know, because, because this is the thing about humans, isn't it? That you would know that we're earning the same sort of situation here. I think that's, mm. the, that's a very basic well, understanding. that's how I felt it. when we were working on the radio show. <laughs> We go, are we earning the same amount here? Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking across at Dom. He's really kicked back. I don't know if he's putting any effort in. Uh, yeah, so, so uh, that's, that's kind of my general theory. But I think, I think socialism has a few ideas that are pretty interesting. What do you like about it? Well, I like that they're interested in inequality. Like it does, sometimes our culture does feel a little Hunger Games-esque. Do you know what I mean? Like having the different districts and then having the capital where people are ridiculously wealthy and living up exuberantly. Do you mean physically? Do you mean like uh, cities versus country towns? Is that what you're talking no, about? No, no, no. I'm talking about the wealthy versus the not wealthy. Um, you know, that, that sort of a vibe. I think, I mean, I now think... What's, a, the, what's the definition of wealthy? Uh, question. I'm not really sure. I I would need to think. Like, uh, because this is, by most definitions, yeah. you would fall into that category. Yeah, yeah. I hear what you're saying. We would, we both would. Probably everyone in Australia or most of Australia would fall into the wealthy category of looking at the world. I don't know. I just I I'm I'm just saying. I think there is. It is worth having discussions about equality and the people who are suffering. That's my yeah, general principle. To. <laughs> yeah, I'm asking you to, but it seems like that you, you, your only discussion point is it feels like the Hunger Games sometimes. Yeah, no, and no. And I asked you to elaborate no. and you weren't able to. Well, okay, I'll put it this way. I do think it is a bizarre world. So, okay, I was looking at, I was at a place the other day where, like, this is a, I saw this as an Airbnb option where you could pay $3,000 extra for your week-long stay and they would upgrade mm. the cutlery in the place from silver to gold cutlery. And I was thinking, which okay, is okay. Hang on, I yeah. think you're disclosing more than you think you are here, because the type of place that would have that as an option, yeah, is a lot higher class than the Airbnbs I've ever <laughs> no. been to. <laughs> no, this was a place that I found online. I was just googling around to see because I saw there were some very fancy Airbnbs in the area we were kind of staying. So I was googling them, and I was thinking, like, if people are there's people out there who don't know where the next meal is coming from, and there's others who are doing things like that. And I guess that was kind of my point. Was it sort of hit me in that moment that. Well, not in that moment, probably before then, that it is a bit interesting that you have people who are able to just spend a lot of money on things that don't seem relevant and a lot of people mm. who are suffering. That and doesn't you bring seem up a right. good. You do bring up a good point because I do feel for you because I know that you don't know where mm. your next meal is coming from. Are you going to go to the acai bowl place down <laughs> the road from up. you or are you going to go to the one 100 well, kilometers see, this away? Is, this is your perspective, right? <laughs> you kind of think if you, are, if you are a beneficiary of the system, you can't criticize the system. That's your that's um, your position generally. No, I just like winding people up. <laughs> <laughs> that's my position. 
I feel like normally we save the philosophy for Monday's podcasts. It's rare we go there on a Wednesday, but we're deep in well, now. Let's talk about uh, the elite yeah. and siding <laughs> up to them and being in the top 1%, which I've recently mm. made myself into. Really? I've, I've, re- I'm rec- I've recently started to rub elbows with mm. the who's who, the decision makers of the world. Really? Because as of a couple of days ago, mm. I have a new follower on TikTok, mm. a new commenter on my video on TikTok, yeah. none other than Lord Mayor of Brisbane, Adrian <laughs> Schrinner. So I can infiltrate the top level now, Dom. Why the hell is the Lord Mayor following you? No, actually, I got oh, another question. I think question. a broader question is yes. why is he on TikTok? <laughs> Maybe he's bored in lockdown. <laughs> he's he's doing the blinding lights dance. Why is the Lord Mayor following you? I don't know. <laughs> what is he? And you said he's commented on a video. Yeah, I made a video about Brisbane. It wasn't particularly, mm. you know, it was making fun of Brisbane. Yeah. And he said, great city, thumbs up. And then like a green <laughs> love heart, which I think is like, yeah. you know, remember when Brisbane made those I heart... New York shirts, but it was <laughs> I Heart B and E, and the heart was green. I yeah, think. that's right. I do remember that. So I think maybe that's like this—that's the official emoji of the <laughs> Brisbane City Council, which I'm sure somewhere there's a 20-page document about <laughs> the the emojis you're allowed to use. If I've if I know anything about how governments work, so you would assume then. I mean, do we think it's Shriner himself, or do we think it's? Uh, his I social think media it could person? be his social media person, and they scroll through TikTok and search for any video. I think what they would have looked. Yeah, is they might have looked on the Brisbane hashtag, I think. Yeah, sure. But you know, it doesn't matter how we got here. No, I now have I now have the ear of the most powerful yeah. Lord Mayor in our district. This could speaking be... of districts, this is the <laughs> I can now talk to the guy yeah. in the Hunger Games who has the bright blue hair. <laughs> I think he's a TV host. Who's the who's who's the person? I haven't watched him in a while. Who's the boss? Uh, I I can't really remember. I think he's like the uh, he's the guy who lives at the well, top. Well, do of you tower. have a message that you want me to pass on? Whether mm. it be about you know whether they're going to enforce us wearing sunglasses, oh. whether it's going to be whether it's going to be about the distribution of wealth, uh, mandatory Christmas lights. For the city of Brisbane. Ah, okay. That's what I'd like you to get on board with. Because I and think... so would you have to purchase them yourself or would they be purchased by no, the No, I reckon purchased... We'll, we'll get one string for every house from the from taxpayer money. And my reasoning is I reckon this year more than ever we need Christmas lights. Because nothing lifts your spirit like Christmas lights. Hmm. Well, they're already handing out, as I said to you last week, hmm. uh, worm farms. This is what I mean. And how, I much, imagine... how much was that? How much was that? $70. 70 bucks. You can get two really lovely, probably three really lovely strings of Christmas lights for that price. Now, I know the idea of worm farming or the idea of composting is that mm. you're diverting a lot of things that would have gone into council paid for dumps sure. or, you know, landfill. Mm. Um, instead, we're getting rid of that and we're disposing of it in a more uh, uh, environmentally friendly way so it's kind of win-win-win it saves them money because they don't have to dump as much stuff it sure. saves the environment now give me the sell for the christmas lights well it's a spirit thing isn't it it's about community right. spirit spirits are down this year what's going to so boost be a- everyone it's christmas lights are you able to measure that i just i'm just i'm just i'm just thinking ahead to the meetings where lord mayor adrian Schriner has mm. to pitch this at council and they'll be. And I'm just thinking of what's on his PowerPoint. What type of, <laughs> you know, what type of return for investment are we going to get? I, I I think what you'll see is a lot of a lot more smiles. 
You'll see smiles as you walk mm, around. Smiles are up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that'll be it. Smiles are through the roof. <laughs> We've never seen so many smiles. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's mm. what more do you want? And not enough councils work on the metric of smiles. I think. <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly like at a time like this. If you walk down every street of Brisbane and you saw Christmas lights up. The skip in your step, and there's another metric, skip in the step, and the smiles mm. you'd see around. It would be unprecedented. It'd lift the spirits. Now, how about when we look towards other metrics like uh, how much electricity used and mm. electricity bills? Yeah. Would that put a strain, do you think, on the economy? Well, it's hard because part of on me... our production? Part of me wonders maybe then do we get the solar lights? Because, you know, that would solve that problem. But then, Well, why, why, why part of you? Why not all of you? Because the solar lights generally aren't a higher quality. They're, it's a, they're a bit funny, what the solar lights. And I've seen them mm, in the geez. past. We've had them. No, I'm just saying. He was all about these new age ideas <laughs> when it was about wealth distribution. When it comes to Christmas lights, he doesn't care where they're made. He doesn't care who <laughs> no. made them. No, no. He's looking for... A string of LED lights doesn't use too much electricity. Now, I do realise every little How bit... How do you know counts. that? Because I've looked at the voltage. What do you mean the voltage? Okay, I'll put it this way, Zach. I've been putting significant Christmas lights on my house. Yes, that I live in with my parents still for a number of years. And I think if it was causing electricity problems, that would have come up. So you've never actually looked at the bills? Not those bills. No, no, no. It's just so what you're going by is your parents have never said anything (laughs) to you. Yeah, basically. (laughs) (laughs) I'm predicting, you know, quite an awkward council meeting because I'm playing the the role of, you know, the council here and you're the guy coming in and pitching this idea. And you're like, well, my parents have never brought it up, so I'm pretty sure it's fine. <laughs> no, shut up. That's not... Well, that is my argument, <laughs> quite specifically. And I, then they go, yeah. hang on, mate, are you okay? It looks like you're squinting there. <laughs> Do you have an overly sensitive upper nose? <laughs> Do you want to step out and take a take care of it, give it a bit of an itch? Um are you a uh, serious question though? Before we get to these Santa memes, now they're on the Christmas topic. I want to ask you: Are you going to use this Lord Mayor connection to talk about your dog park saga? The dog park saga is getting out of control. Nine dogs the other day. Nine. Wow. Jeez. Um, because I'm saying you've got a you've got an avenue right to the top now. You've got a connection right to the top. Well, see, my issue was I didn't want to make it public. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So if I, sure. I guess I could private message him. I don't know if you can do that on TikTok. I've never looked into it. I don't know. I guess I could private message him. But I'm, nothing was really stopping me doing that previously because he has an Instagram account. Yeah. Well, I could have messaged him there. I guess I could have messaged on on Facebook. I was thinking of thanking him for the worm farm. That yeah, was going to be my response. Yeah, that's a good start. That's Thanks a nice for start. the worms. Thumbs up. Do you reckon just to the get it going? Like I'm on your side here, and yeah. then you know maybe at a few, like he'd probably take me out to a few dinners, and yeah, sure, it'd probably be on his card. Like yeah. they probably have some type of account. I would think for so. Entertaining TikTok accounts <laughs> where they yeah. they take you out and they wine and dine you, mm. and he'll be like, I know that technically the video you made about Brisbane was kind of making fun of Brisbane, mm. but we all had a laugh. Yeah, we all know deep down it's a great place to live, and that, this would be the discussion over dinner. We'd probably go to like three dinners, yeah. and then maybe at the fourth, and they'd probably be at revolving restaurants because I know that's <laughs> that's wow. what that's what you'd love, and I think that's what yeah. the council would do. There's they'd, none of those in Brisbane though, so that'd be uh, hard. There's one on the Gold Coast. This is my big passion. Br- Brisbane needs a revolving restaurant badly. Yeah, badly. <laughs> okay, well, 
you know, that's that's something that you can bring up in the last five minutes. Once they turn down the <laughs> Christmas lights to every resident idea, they go, do you have any other ideas? <laughs> Revolving restaurant. We need it badly. Well, Sydney no, has I was just two. saying on the... I think on the, you know, it would probably be the fourth dinner that I'd mm. go, hey, what do we think about off-lead dogs? And I know that he'd be against it because he did an Instagram post the other day. Did he? About how you got to pick up poo after your dog or else you're going to mm. get fined. And so, you know, I'm playing to a soft audience here. I'm playing to things that I know that yeah. he's going to be in favor of. You, you are on a scandal here. I still believe Grimshaw and her crew would come down and cover this. I think they probably would as well. Yeah. Did you see what they covered last night? No. Um, it was someone in the Young Labor video. Yeah. Did you see? You didn't see oh, this? Oh, I did see this story going around. Yeah. Um, where a young person, maybe nineteen years old, was it, it was deemed that they were ungrateful with their retail job. Mm. Yeah. Uh, through the way that they spoke about getting a job in retail in this video, basically they were inferring that uh, Scomo wasn't leading a very good economy, and it meant that young people uh, face challenges, and that this person's only option was to get a retail job. Mm. Uh, that offended some people in retail, I believe. Sure. Or at least that's what the video led me to believe. <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. So that was their big it scandal. Was really, why, it was, uh, why I loved it though is because they used the black and white footage. Oh, so yeah, you okay. know they have their they have their <laughs> stock they have their source material which was yeah. the young labor video and then when they cut back to it a few times it was in black and white and I loved that I was honestly I watched the whole thing <laughs> it it caused me a lot of joy <laughs> they do because have... it was a masterclass it was a masterclass in how to do an current affair video because they went out on the street and they interviewed people who were um, in retail. Yeah, and they're like, these guys sure, love it. Sure, these guys oh. love working in retail because this person's got a problem with it. They what need do you to say have, to her? They need to have like a a different award because I know they have the Walkleys. For oh journalism. my goodness, it is a it is an instrument that not many play. No, but a current <laughs> affair. They're <laughs> they are masters of this instrument. Yeah, uh, of. A current affair programming. Yeah, I remember actually, I think I can talk about this. When I was studying the journalism degree, we did have someone from who, who might have had some, spent some time at a current affair come and speak to us. And they went through some of the secrets of a current affair. They had like a PowerPoint Tell slide. Tell me about it. I don't Tell know me I'm about it. I'm not sure if yes, I'm supposed to leak gotta, this. This is, yeah, this is trade secrets. Do, is that PowerPoint accessible? I would love <laughs> yeah. to... I'd well, love to hear it because my favorite ever current affair mm. uh, tactic is where they go after something in an eight-minute story. In the first six minutes, yeah. is ripping it to shreds. The final two minutes is they start to go the other way, yeah, and they yeah, start to yes. build it back up. Yeah. And then Tracy at the end will go, "Well, I guess it's not that bad after all." And it's like we actually end up where we started, <laughs> and so we start at a point. Yeah. They like rip it to shreds. Yeah. They build it back up. And at the end you go, we actually, we don't know where we are. Yeah. Well, look, basically. It's, it's why it's perfect. Why it's perfect is because they can't be touched. Yeah. They construct these stories in such a way yes. that you can't, you see occasionally, and I hope I'm never in this situation. You see occasionally people try to take them on mm. when they're, when they're accosted in the street. They, there's a tactic that I've seen a few people use where they go, okay, I'll talk to you or come inside. I saw one guy say, come inside. We'll mm. sit down and we'll have an interview. They're untouchable. Yeah. They can't be beaten. Yeah. Like it, the only time I've seen it close is when they went after the chaser because the chaser at the time were just so at the height of their powers 
they were kind of similarly untouchable. Yeah. But they, they just construct these things in such a way that if they go after you, you've got no control over that story. There's nothing you can do. Like this There's is nothing you can, you can be, do you can because be even if they warm. get a second, even if they get a second of your footage and yeah. it's just you walking away, once that's in slow motion in yes, black and white, that's the thing. You so look you, like the enemy. You could have a uh, forty-five minute lovely conversation where you answer every question they have, and then you get up to walk back to your car. That's what they'll film. You're the villain. Dumb. Yeah. And this, so this is what. And and by the way, by the way, yeah. as soon as I saw another one that went viral earlier this year with the guys, <laughs> the guys turned the hose on the reporter. <laughs> They're talking uh, to someone over a fence. And, yeah. and I'm like, you think that you're doing something? Yeah. I go, as soon as that happens, mm. on the on the outside, they're going, oh my goodness, don't spray me with the hose. On the inside, yes. there's fireworks going <laughs> off because they know that's going to be the story of the year. Oh, yeah. When things like that happen, they might be a bit a bit drenched in the car ride back to the, the studios, but they're popping going, champagne. How good is that? We How got good it. is that? Did you get the hose? <laughs> It was great TV. Yeah. It was fantastic TV. Oh, totally, a hundred percent. Well, that, that's sort of the that's sort of what this journalist was speaking to us about was that they they always look for their stories. It either has to have a villain for the audience to despise or a battler for the audience to sympathise with. That's basically right. the two stories they do. And if the story might be interesting, but they can't find a clear villain or a clear battler, they generally won't cover it. Oh, that's interesting. And that yeah. does, if you look through all their stories, you could categorize them like that. Yeah. Hero, yeah. villain, sometimes in the same story. Yes. Yeah, basically. So it's it's an interesting technique. It was funny when she walked through some of the editing stuff as well that they that they could do. And that she'd say... And so they were, were they speaking, they weren't a current employee? No, no, they were, they were a former employee. But she was speaking to us a bit, you know, like maybe if you're doing an essay at school and you might have it finished or at uni, you might have it finished and you think, oh, this needs a few more sources and it. it needs to pop a bit more. There, apparently there is a there or at least at some stage was a last pass team at a current affair who would look at every story and try to add a few dramatic elements so the story mm. be done and then they'd be like put that in black and white can we slow this down can we get his voice and bring it down a bunch of tones so it sounds like he's evil so like when i went could we get some away, could we get some could we get some crosshairs over someone? Yes, totally. Like those sorts target. of things. Those, <laughs> those exact sort of things. And apparently, like, there's... Because if you're disguising someone's voice, there's ways to disguise a voice that just make, make the voice sound relatively close to normal, but disguise who it is. They don't use that function. They use make the voice sound like some sort of deep, you know, sort of secret informant uh, from the CIA. Like, they really will will work on that voice. So, the basically, the whole thing is how can we get this out of a template and get this into the drama? It's great. I'm, I'm it's not... It's an art. I know I'm not being sarcastic here. Mm. I'm not being a joke. It is an art. Yes, yes. What they do and how they do it, sometimes I'm just like, slow clap. <laughs> Remarkable. Yeah. The way that you've positioned that in six minutes. Yeah. Oh, completely. It's remarkable. Um, anyway, we should get to these these Christmas memes. I did say a couple of podcasts ago now that uh, there's going to be a rush of Christmas COVID crossover content once we hit October, November. It's going to start appearing, I guarantee it. Um, and I think the, the big one is going to be an image of Santa with a face mask on because that's going to be the whole idea of, oh, now it's got Christmas too. So my idea was if we can get some people to make some Christmas COVID crossover content, then we can get ahead of the game and we'll be the first onto this particular idea. I want to say... come through for you? 
Well, we've got Sarah and we've got Lucas, who have both done, I've got to say, stellar, stellar efforts here. Sarah has put together, she's given four options and also a blank template, if we want to work one of our own. Uh, Lucas has given two options as well with blank templates as well. Lucas has got... Describe these for me. Are they the same type of photo? So, okay, I'll go through Lucas's first. Lucas's first one, it's like almost a clip art of Santa with a face mask on. So a cartoony sort of thing. And uh, the second one is an actual image of a, a Santa. And again, I think it's a stock photo of a Santa. But an image, a stock photo kind of of a, of a Santa just with a face mask on. So with a white background. So those are the and two we're working on there. There's no, there's no captions there. Uh, they're, they're blank slates. Yeah, kind of blank, blank slates. Yeah. So um, I think last time I did say, when you asked me what the caption would be, I said, you better not laugh, you better not cry, something about Santa giving you COVID. Both Lucas and Sarah have... <laughs> have taken that literally and put that as the caption in one of their options. Well, that's... Um, Sarah's been, Sarah's given a few goes though. And I, I should just say, uh, Sarah is a designer. I believe she's, it looks like she has, um, does look like she has drawn these, these particular things or designed them on a computer. Uh, I will just mention her Instagram. It's Espelotta underscore design. If you want to go see more of her work, because she's done a, a brilliant job here. The first one. So these are like a cartoon of, of Santa that she's made herself with the face mask on. The first one says Coco COVID, which is a bit of an interesting one. Instead of ho, 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 it's Coco mm-hmm. COVID. The second one we have is, you better not cough. You better not cry. You better stay home. I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. He sees you when you're sleeping. Like well, it goes on. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're sick. He knows if you haven't been in quarantine. So be safe for COVID's sake. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's, that's not bad. The idea of Santa checking up on people in quarantine, that's pretty funny. That's quite good. Well, I think what would happen is Santa's going to have to leave the gifts outside the door. That's a good point. This year. Yeah. Instead of coming down the chimney. And um, and Sarah's last one is spread joy, not COVID, which is also a good one. So see, that's good. So we've gone humor and we've gone heart. Yeah, this is what I mean. We've got a bunch of spread, options here. Spread, uh, spread joy, not COVID mm. would be that would be the hallmark version. Yes, yes, totally. And so you have some decisions here. I do. Well, because I would like to, you know, I think to quote you, you said would post them all. <laughs> I might have said that Are we standing stage. by that promise? Well, I would like to I'd like to post to Facebook and we need to talk about when the right time to post these is because we've got some great material to work with here. But I'd like to post at least a couple. The thing with Lucas is we need a we need to come up with a caption for Lucas as one, but we can work with that. I'd like to post at least a couple of Sarah's, I reckon, the Hallmark one and maybe the humor one. I'd like to post them on the collective noun page at some stage in the next month or so. That's sort of my okay. passion. And and because, Zach, this is the thing. We, well, this, could you do it sooner rather than later? Is it is it yeah. too early now? Is it too early? Well, I mean, you could capitalise on Christmas in July, I suppose. Uh, the whole thing is you've got to hit the sweet spot. I'm happy to put one up now. I reckon putting one up now is probably a good idea. And then and if would we, you be using mm. hashtags? Yeah. Like, what's your distribution strategy? I think the distribution strategy is just trusting the people. Trust the gut. Trust the gut. Like, you put it up there. And we only need some... 10 people to see it on our page. They share it to 10 more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, in a, in a, the mm. uh, the irony is we want it to spread in a similar way <laughs> yeah. to how COVID spread. <laughs> <laughs> we want the people it comes in contact with yeah. to spread it to the people they have contact with. Totally. That's it. And this thing will absolutely... 
it'll it'll be enormous, Zach. It'll be it'll well, be let's all have over some predictions. Yeah, let's have some predictions of numbers. Okay, um, it's tricky. Do you want a prediction that we can judge in a month or in December? Yeah. Let's go one week. Let's go one week, one mm. month, December. Okay, one week. We're going to be looking at. You want likes, reactions? What do you want? What metric? Reactions. Okay, one week we'll be looking at ten thousand reactions. <laughs> one month we'll be looking at five hundred thousand, all up from different posts. December, I honestly believe we'll be in the millions. Okay. Because no, it's the perfect content, and and I guarantee you, other people are going to start making this stuff. The moment we put so it up, so can we post one by the end of this week? Yeah, yeah, and I'd yeah. like to post. It, I reckon you take the call on which one you want. I'm thinking spread joy, not COVID, because mm-hmm. I think that's a really good one. Because firstly, the other one, Santa Claus is coming to town lyrics. That song isn't in people's sort of consciousness no. yet. So no. I reckon we save that one until people are singing. So, the okay, carol. spread joy, not COVID, and would we add a caption? Uh, yeah, I think we would post and say, share this far and wide um, as we prepare for COVID Christmas. That's good. That's yeah. good. And what's the, you mentioned in one week, we'd get 10,000 reactions. Yeah. Uh, in Facebook kind of has a hierarchy or, or, you know, has a list of the of the reactions. What would be number one? Laugh. What reaction is getting laughed? Laugh. And then number two? Heart. Heart. Yep. yep. Yeah, I, I predict the same. Number three, sad, crying because what? Christmas is COVID. Hit. So it's all you'll laugh, you'll cry, <laughs> you'll feel warm. Yeah, this meme will Actually, give you everything. Different caption. Can we post? Can we post? Even Santa's Whatever jumped on. Even Santa's jumped on board with the face masks. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, because it's kind of hit. a public health message too, isn't it? Yeah, that's the hook. That's the mm. hook. So, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. We post that on Facebook. How about, 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 let's make Santa go viral this Christmas. Oh, that's good. (laughs) That's good. I mean, viral is a word that people aren't going to be comfortable using for a while, is it? Yeah, some people say that. I think it's still going to be used. What's a better word for online success? Mm. Um I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. But it, 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 I guess the point is, it's just going to be a word that might bring back some some bad memories of 2020. Although, do you see the vaccine news? That's exciting, isn't it? Let's end on that. What's the vaccine yeah. news? Well, the team at Oxford in the UK, apparently it's passing all its tests and they think they might have cracked it. And they'll know, like, by, I think they said September, if they've got it. And what was it? Is it a golden syrup like you predicted? <laughs> I didn't. I never predicted golden syrup. That is garbage. Yes, you did. I think no. that's a direct quote. <laughs> you said, what happens if it's something around that we already yes. have, like golden syrup? I said, what happens if? I said, is anyone testing this stuff? Is anyone testing? You know, and I know I'm starting to sound a lot like Trump when you bring this stuff <laughs> But I was just, I was, I wasn't giving a presidential briefing. I was I was uh, just chatting with a friend, ad libbing, ad libbing, having a yarn, a bit of banter. That's what I mean. So, uh, but yeah, so I think uh, I think if that goes through, we'll all have a dose in the arm by probably April. Is my get my gut feel? That's what I'm saying. Won't that be good? Yeah. Will you get it immediately? Will you get the first COVID vaccines? Uh, why not? Well, I, I just I don't know. Maybe some people, you know, the flu vaccine. Not everyone goes the moment it's announced and released. Um, well, we won't be the first, I imagine. No, but when it's available to you, like when someone says you could go down tonight and get it, or today, I don't know why it's a nighttime thing. Would well, you I go? don't know what's going to be appropriate at the time. They might recommend 
you know, people at risk go first or yeah. something like that. Yeah. So, you, I, you know, I'll go as soon as it's uh, recommended that I do so. I was thinking about lining up for it like the Harry Potter novels. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind well, of my... I don't know if that would be that smart, you know, overnight in the cold. <laughs> socially distanced line you know, up. Oh, socially distanced. Yeah. It's not... You know, someone in a line the other day came mm. up and stood so close to me. Yeah. And I know we're in Queensland and there's not much, but I'm like, really? Yeah. Guys, a meter and a half. Yeah. Back I've it up. Felt that a few times, actually. Kind of like, a, but I don't want to be the person who's like, get away from me. But I have felt that. Anyway. Anyway. Well, well, that's good news. Good news uh, to for some viral content coming up on Collective Down's <laughs> Facebook page. When are you going to post it? Give us uh, the time so we can look out for it. Um, Let me think. It's uh, a Thursday today. Will it go up today? Yeah, I think it will. Yep. I think Thursday it- night. Yeah, it's a Thursday night thing. And you're you are happy for me to post it? Of course, mate. It's all through well, me. I'm always happy for you to post content. That's that's <laughs> never been an issue. That's never been a barrier you've had to overcome. <laughs> sure. All right. It's going to be up. It'll be up there tonight. So if you're listening to this after Thursday, I mean, it's up. Go share it. And you go, you know, you, you feel like... Um, you take your own lead on whether it needs hashtags or yeah. it needs to be tagged or something like that. Sure. Yeah, I'll have a look at it. I'll have a look at it. I also am thinking about sending it to a few Christmas meme pages. Yeah. You know? Like, would you send it Would you send it the actual file or would you share ours into the page? Because I imagine you're in a lot of the pages. <laughs> the yeah, I don't know. Actually, here's a question for you. I'll, mm. If I'm using Sarah's one first, Sarah has put a, a, her Instagram watermark on it for her own design. Could we put our watermark on the other side? I don't know how to put watermarks on. And that way, what do you I can... mean on the other side? So there's only there's a two D image. No, like the bottom left image, Sarah's right, right. on the, the bottom right. I thought you meant the back. And that way, we'll we'll be like co-collaborators, you know. Even though really Sarah's done it herself, but we'll be co-collaborators, and then I can just send the image file to these meme pages. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know? If you want to figure out how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, there we go. We got potential there. Well, anyway, regardless, what my just on um, if you just if you save the image to your phone, uh. if you click edit and you click markup, mm. you can add some text to it. I can just an, write collective. It's an easy way to do it. <laughs> sure. Okay. Easy. Well, there we go. Have a look at uh, have a look at Facebook, and you will see uh, probably by the time you're listening to this, it's very close. Sit by the computer, it's coming. Next time you hear us, mm. you'll be hearing. Um, probably from Santa as well as he thanks us for yeah. bringing joy into the world six months before Christmas. Yep, dead on. We'll be back in a couple of days, guys, with a viral meme. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. Bye.